Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu, and once again, we have Chan Yu joining us. Thank you so much for being with us. And today, we will be chatting about the recently concluded 2022 FIFA Ballon d'Or Awards Ceremony. And Tian Yu, I'd like to start with you. Of course, we now know that Karim Benzema was the overall winner of the men's award and there's been some altering opinions about his victory but I think most people agree that he was a worthy winner and in your opinion what made Karim Benzema a worthy winner and do you agree with his overall victory? So a disclaimer here I've been a Real Madrid fan for quite some time a lot of uh, so a lot of my opinions are pretty much biased towards Real Madrid so I would say the That's award. Fine. Love that. <laughs> I've, I've always been a very biased Manchester United fan, so it's completely fine. And we know for you is also a Bayern Munich fan. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so I would say the word is absolutely well deserved for him. In the past season, Karim Benzema scored a career high 44 goals in all competitions and helped Real Madrid win La Liga and the Spanish Super Cup and the UEFA Champions League. He was the top scorer in both La Liga and the Champions League. He's the most complete striker of his generation, a player capable of miracles. Uh, if that wasn't enough, in terms of his performance in the French national team, he scored in the 2021 UEFA Nations League final and was named player of the match as France defeated Spain 2-1. And he finished 2021 with an impressive nine goals from 13 matches for the French team. It's fair to say that few players can claim that they had a better past season than Benzema did. Even though um, Robert Lewandowski scored the most goals in the past season, Benzema's Champions League crown, I think he should re uh, should really give him the edge over all competitors in 2022, you know, such as um, the likes of Kevin De Bruyne and Mohamed Salah. I think it's fair to say that he's really a late bloomer. He's 34 years old now, and he has never even finished inside the top three players in the Ballon d'Or list in previous years. He was often overshadowed by Cristiano Ronaldo during his time at Real Madrid. And after Ronaldo left the team, he went through some bad times. Things were not going great at Real Madrid. He was not being picked by the French national team, and also he was getting older. But... Uh, he just never stopped working hard and kept his ambition, just like what he said when he received the award. I always have had this trophy in my head. What happened is that when I turned 30 years old, I had more ambition. When I turned 30 years old, I started to have more ambition in my head. Ambition means to work harder, be more decisive in important elements of the game. And I am one of the leaders in the team. Also, I'm lucky to play in Madrid, the best club in the world. Getting older means uh, he has to make m much more efforts to realize his ambition. So now he finally proved himself, and I think his story is really inspiring. And as a Real Madrid fan, I am really happy for him. You mentioned a couple of excellent points there, and I think, you know, when you go through the stats, particularly of the season that he was, you know, judged upon, I think there's no doubts, particularly on the European stage, that he was the best 
player um, in the previous season and some of the team awards that he managed to help Real Madrid and France achieve are phenomenal. Yeah. And I think particularly, you know, when you mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo leaving, I think, and also, of course, Gareth Bale kind of fell out of favor with Real Madrid and he also left. So he was, you know, kind of the only remaining player that was part of, um, what did they used to call the, it was MSN at Barcelona. What do they call it? Uh, BBC. Um, yeah, BBC. Thank you so much. Yeah. So he was the last <laughs> remaining uh, member of that BBC frontline three. And, you know, Madrid made a couple of signings, you know, they brought in Hazard for a, a massive fee and that kind of, and still is a massive flop. And I think he took on the responsibility of scoring the goals pretty phenomenally. I think, you know, even when Bell and Ronaldo were, were there, I think people underestimated the value that Benzema brought to that front three. I think he supplied plenty of Ronaldo's goals. His hold-up play was extremely important and he was kind of the linchpin of that attack. Um, and then when Ronaldo left, he kind of just took over the goal-scoring reins. And I think, you know, combined with, you know, of course, that midfield three that remained of Modric, uh, Casemiro and Cruz, And then, of course, you know, the likes of Varane and um, Ramos at the back that also, st I mean, they've both since left, but they kind of stayed to, you know, continue some of their Champions League success. I think that's um, the responsibility that Benz Benzema took on for Real Madrid was a huge factor in their success recently. So I think that um, it's well-deserved. And I think um, he's finally being recognized for the amazing player that he's been over the last decade. Um, for you, when we look at Karim Benzema and all of the points that Chan Yu mentioned, do you still believe that Karim Benzema was a worthy winner um, at the Ballon d'Or Awards this season? Absolutely. Um, I think he won the award first because he's a hardworking player on top of being one of the most talented in the sport. He always steps up um, when the team is in trouble. And actually, everyone was already anticipating that the... Uh, anticipating the outcome that Benzema will win the award. And we've discussed his role in Real Madrid's Champions League victory in an earlier episode. So if you look at the teams that Real Madrid played before Benzema reversed the situation and helped the team progress, you'll see why he's the clear favorite. Um, playing the major role in turning the table against such big teams like PSG, Chelsea, and Manchester City probably made his Ballon d'Or even... Um, I'm trying trying to search for a word here. It, I think it made him a more worthy winner of the award like, than, like than the winner. Like a standout, a standout recipient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he probably deserves this award more than previous winners. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, you know, um, he also, like you were saying last season, he was a clutch player. You know, he stepped up in the moments when he was really required, scored goals against massive teams and was an influential presence um, in some of those, you know, comeback victories and in some of those matches where Real Madrid weren't necessarily performing well as a team. And then Karim Benzema on numerous occasions would step up and kind of take the reins. So I definitely see what you're talking about there. In the absence of Cristiano Ronaldo, he kind of became the center of the squad. And it's interesting yeah. to see that actually after Ronaldo's departure, some of the team's recruitment decisions 
um, evolved around Karim Benzema. And uh, playing for a big club like Real Madrid definitely helped because the team in turn lifted him to the success that he was able to achieve. Because if you win, want to win the Ballon d'Or, you have to play at a team that has the chance to win major trophies. Yeah. Yes to become noticeable and at least have a shot at winning the coveted award. So although it's an individual award, it does belong to the collective effort of the whole team. And here is Benzema's coach Carlo Ancelotti. We are very happy for him. We feel it's kind of ours. He said he's very proud of this award and he was grateful to his teammates. And that's how it is. That's what it is. An individual award for the player who did better last year with the help of a team who has put him in the optimal conditions to show his full quality. You mentioned an important point there that um, playing for a team that has the chance of winning the Champions League or at least wins the Champions League and has a very successful um, European and domestic season, of course, in Europe is a huge factor in um, determining the overall success of someone that wins the Ballon d'Or award. And of course, you know, their exploits for the national team have an impact, but I think a lot of it, you know, particularly, let's say, in a World Cup year or in a... um, a European Cup year, but um, just with that in mind, when we look at the overall awards that were dished out to other teams and players, there were some controversies, particularly around the choice of the best team and the best young player awards. So in your opinion, Fuyu, do you think that the right choices were made? Uh, First of all, I understand why there's controversy surrounding the choice for the best club. Real Madrid, which won the Champions League, only came in third place after... Uh, Man City and Liverpool, if they didn't give the awards to Real Madrid because they also think that they've already recognized the team's success through Benzema's individual award, then choosing Man City over Liverpool is definitely a debatable decision Um, because Mm. we know that in England, Liverpool won more trophies than City. They won both the League Cup and the FA Cup last season. Although they missed the most important title, which is the Premier League, they still kept the pressure on City and missed the title by only one point. And they also went further in the Champions League than City did. Uh, But both City and Liverpool lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League. So it might have been a close call between these two teams um, if the panel, if, if the voters didn't choose Real Madrid as the winner. Yeah, I mean, those are the only sort of reasons I can see why Real Madrid weren't chosen. I mean, the fact that they won La Liga and the Champions League, you know, I think that should be, it shouldn't even be considered the fact that they gave Karim Benzema the Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. I think when it comes to the best team, it you know, it's a completely separate category. And I think that, just, this is just my opinion, but I think, in, I think Real Madrid were robbed. I think, you know, Manchester City had a very successful domestic season, you know, winning the Premier League, and they're looking extremely powerful this season but I think when we're looking at the previous season I just think Real Madrid um, you know just some of the performances that they produced the comeback victories you know um, the individual successes um, and the team cohesion I think you know that's what's also disappointing for me is that I think a lot of their success actually had to do with the team coming together and fighting together to overcome you know really difficult circumstances so yeah um, yeah the voting decision there 
really didn't make sense for me. In terms of Gavi winning the Young Player Award, um, a lot of people were saying that Jude Bellingham, um, mm. you know, with his performances for Borussia Dortmund and particularly for England at his young age, may have been more impressive than the likes of Gavi. But do you think that Gavi was a worthy winner of that award? The trophy was called the Copa Trophy. So yes, thank you. The, the award was given to a Barcelona midfielder for the second year in a row. So I think even though Gavi is is a talent, it, he is a talented young player. Yeah. Uh, Kamavinga, Musiala, and Bellingham, I think they all deserve this trophy better than him. It's mm. very mm. simple. They just had better seasons than him. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think you know, you know, I didn't even think of Kamavinga, but also you know the likes of Jude Bellingham and and um, sorry, who was the other player you mentioned? Um, Musiala. Musiala, yeah. yeah. I mean, his his breakout performances for Germany and for Bayern Munich were also phenomenal. So I think, you know, look, I mean, Gavi has also been, you know, like Barcelona's youngest player, Spain's youngest player. You know, I mean, he, he I think maybe that's possibly why he was selected. I think he broke a lot of Spanish records. So I think that might have had an impact. And I think, you know, he has been a consistent start for Barcelona. But unfortunately, you know, last season, Barcelona really did not have a, a good season. But... Mm-hmm. As an individual, I can kind of see why he was recognized. But yeah, I think a couple of the other names you mentioned um, may have had more standout seasons, particularly, you know, Kamavinga with, you know, the success of Real Madrid. I guess some of the voters, I guess, wanted the overall awards to be a bit diverse in terms of, you know, the teams that won awards and individuals within teams that won awards. But um, yeah, I think um, at, at least that race was a little bit more tight. I think people weren't thinking that certain players were robbed for you of course we know over the last decade you know the Ballon d'Or has been you know is it going to be Lionel Messi is it going to be Cristiano Ronaldo and of course we know that they are approaching the tail ends of their careers and um, they definitely are not expected to reach the heights that they have you know when they did in their early to late 20s but look, you know, they both still play for massive clubs. It's a World Cup year this year. So, you know, anything can happen this season. It's not looking particularly promising for um, Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United. We know that he's having a real problem at the club. And of course, Manchester United aren't battling in the Champions League anymore or for, you know, the Premier League title. But Messi's at PSG and he's got the likes of, you know, Mbappe and Neymar around him. They're playing in the Champions League and they're looking like a pretty decent outfit. Look, PSG aren't without their problems, especially with Kylian Mbappe allegedly wanting to leave in January. Mm, Um, But I think, you know, they still have a chance to have incredible success on the European stage just because of the amount of talent that they have. So in your opinion... Do you think that we may still see Messi or Ronaldo ever win another Ballon d'Or? It's sad to say that the 10-year dominance of Messi and Ronaldo in the Ballon d'Or is long gone. Um, This year, they are not even in the top three. And as both players get older, it's becoming more unlikely for them to reach the same heights they were at during the prime of their careers. Um, But I... I think one if one of their national teams wins the World Cup, it will almost certainly guarantee the next Ballon d'Or for either Ronaldo and uh, Messi, because at at their age, 37 and 34 years old respectively, this will very likely be their last World Cup or probably even the end of their career. So I think a World Cup win is the perfect farewell for a player that has been leading. Um, world football and the Ballon d'Or award will be the ultimate farewell gift. 
Look, from my perspective, as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, I would love to see him and Portugal win a World Cup and see Ronaldo win one more Ballon d'Or. But, you know, I think just because the fact that Manchester United are just not competing on the European stage anymore and, you know, Messi is still playing for PSG, I think if Messi, you know, wins a World Cup with Argentina and, you know, potentially and could very have a very good chance of winning a champion, another Champions League medal with PSG. Just in my opinion, I think Messi has a greater chance of winning another Ballon d'Or than Cristiano Ronaldo does. And although it would be interesting to see, you know, in a World Cup year, if Messi wins the World Cup with Argentina, but doesn't really win any domestic or European honours with PSG, if that has an impact on the Ballon d'Or, because of course the Ballon d'Or is for the best player in Europe. I wonder if Messi wins the World Cup, but doesn't win anything with PSG, if that will have an impact on the Ballon d'Or. Mm. It would be... Mm-hmm you know, interesting to see from that perspective. Yeah, I think you make a very interesting point. It seems that Messi never could get both his club and uh, national team competitions together at the mm. same time. When he, he performed, um, when he performed at the top level at Barcelona, he failed to win anything with Argentina. And now this yeah. year at the World Cup, where he really has the chance to finally win something. They're not really the clear favorite at the Champions League. And at at least at this point, um, not very many people are talking about them or referring them as the favorite to win the Champions League. Yeah, I think think PSG are a bit of a sleeping giant. I think, you know, the fact that they've got so much talent at their disposal, no one's really talking about them potentially winning the competition. Everyone's talking about Manchester City and Real Madrid and Bayern Munich and teams like that. I think, you know, this could be a massive year for for Messi. Argentina have a really good chance of doing well at the World Cup. And I think PSG definitely have a chance of going all the way in the Champions League. Whereas for Cristiano Ronaldo, look, Portugal, in my opinion, I think on paper have a stronger side than um, Argentina do. So I think that they potentially have a better chance of winning the World Cup than um, Argentina do. But I think just, you know, overall combined when you look at all aspects but Jan you from your perspective Messi or Ronaldo do you think they have a chance again yeah I'm also a Ronaldo fan so uh, it's sad to say that but I think the era of the of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi is over now Uh, for Ronaldo we can clearly see that age has started to take his toe on him he Mm -hmm. isn't as sharp and efficient as he was a couple of years ago he has lost his dribbling and ability to whiz past defenders in one-on-one situations. His pace, his um, shooting accuracy, free kick ability, and overall playmaking skills have also dropped significantly. Uh, he used to be a goal-scoring machine. In his best seasons, he could guarantee 40 to 50 goals per term, but that is now long gone. No, you know, Last season, he only scored 24 goals, so his team's... Both Manchester United and Portugal are simply not strong enough. Not to mention the fact that he can he can't even earn a place now in the regular squad of Manchester United. So I think it's fair to say that um, the chances of him winning another Ballon d'Or will be very slim. With Ronaldo, I think you know, unfortunately, I think you know. In the latter stages of his career, I think he's made, you know, I don't know how much of this is down to his responsibility, but I think a couple of moves that he's made have not worked out for him. I, I think the return to Manchester United seems to have been a mistake, As, and I hate to say that as a Manchester United fan, I, you know, because I also believe that he's being mistreated at Manchester United. I think he should be playing. Yes. Um, but I think that if he had ended up at a club where he was transformed entirely into a striker, so for example, maybe if he spent a season or two at Bayern Munich when Lewandowski left or 
you know, even a, you know, a, a ridiculous move to Barcelona and, you know, starting up front for them as a striker if Lewandowski didn't make that move. You know, just hypothetically, I think that um, making a move to a club that wasn't in the Champions League was a massive mistake in yes. terms of his chances of winning one more Ballon d'Or. When we look at the current crop of players that are performing at the highest level, do you see any that have the potential to go on and win multiple awards, you know, even potentially at the same level as Messi and Ronaldo have done in the last decade. Yeah, I, I would say um, Erling Haaland will be the next leading contender for mm. multiple wars. You know, after joining the Manchester City, we can see he has demonstrated great goal-scoring efficiency. Under um, Pep Guardiola's guidance, he has become a more complete striker. We can see um, he's been, he has been training his right foot, He's passing and his header. Uh, he's rapidly integrating into the team, and he's delivering better performance match by match. So I think he's got great potential and has a fair chance of equaling the level of Messi and Ronaldo if he can play with consistency and keeps his good form. And uh, I also want to mention another player, uh, Mbappe. He's also a ta very talented youngster. He's got speed and a strong body. But um, one thing, his career attitude is really a big problem. He's been acting mm. like he's the boss of the team. So I'm going to make the prediction here. He will soon be outclassed by Erling Haaland and other young players in the future. You know, I think when I just thinking about Mbappe and Haaland, I think that, you know, they each have, of course, unbelievable talents and I think are the best players in the world right now. But they each seem to have certain problems that I think will affect them in terms of Ballon or success. For Haaland, Manchester City really need to take that domestic dominance and translate it onto the European stage. And that's something that they've struggled with in recent seasons. Yeah. If they're able to do that, and I think Haaland will have a huge say in their ability to do that, then I think Haaland can go on to win two, three or four awards. And with Mbappe, the PSG situation with him has been interesting. PSG made a lot of promises to him to keep him at PSG and it doesn't look like they're keeping them because I think that they promised him that they would sign certain players, that he would have a say in the team's, you know, uh, tactics in the team's manager, uh, management in who they sign. And from, according to reports, he's upset because a lot of those promises aren't kept. And look, you know, it does seem like a selfish thing to do to be really upset about those situations because we've never heard a player having that much influence on a team. But... When a team makes those promises to stop you from moving to Real Madrid, then they also need to take responsibility for not keeping those promises. I think it will be an interesting battle between those players and also, you know, up and coming players like Phil Foden, Musiala and, and, you know, a couple of others that may have a say. But I think that at this point in time, if we had to pick two players that could go on to compete with Messi and Ronaldo in terms of Ballon d'Or awards, I think that there's no doubt that it is Erling Haaland and um, Kylian Mbappe. For you, would you agree with um, these sentiments? Um, yeah, I think the players that you've picked are very promising young players that uh, have the potential of winning multiple Ballon d'Ors in the future. But since Messi and Ronaldo started their reign of the award, um, all but one player in the last 15 years or so are strikers. Of course, these two are both strikers. But I'm just saying the fact that most of the winners are strikers shuts many of the good players out of the door. And um, the, the ex exception is Luka Modric in 2018. And also recent 
winners are all older players. Maybe just like Benzema said, a football player will mature and become more ambitious in their 30s. So if a player won his first Ballon d'Or after 30, like Benzema, who is 34, they will never achieve the level of Messi and Ronaldo in terms of how many Ballon d'Ors they will win. Of course, those two are exceptional. They are in a league of their own. And um, Ronaldo and Messi didn't need to get to 30 to become the best of the game. And I think that's why they are the ceiling of football that all players are trying to reach. Yeah, for you, I think you raise a good point there that, you know, certain footballers, you know, particularly at this point in time, seem to be reaching their peak either in their late 20s or early 30s and may win like one or two awards, you know, for example, like Benzema winning his first at 34. So I think there may be a good chance that in the next two or three seasons, we might see individuals that win one award being award winners, if that makes sense. We might not see multiple award winners immediately, like we saw with Messi and Ronaldo. We might see that with um, Haaland and Mbappe, maybe not necessarily in the next season or two, but we might see it you know, when they maybe reach like 24, 25 years of age. Um, I think they have the best chance of reaching that level, but I think in the next season or two, we might see um, kind of outliers win awards, like you said, the likes of Benzema and Modric. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then.